Hi, it's Dory Farina, and welcome to this week's episode of Slice, the podcast about getting real with real people that will hopefully inspire you to be your most authentic self. So today's episode is a little different. We are about halfway through recording the season and learning a lot along the way. And what I was thinking about for this episode that might be inspiring is if I talk a little bit about the process of what it's been like. So if you followed us and you've listened to the first episode on the value of imperfection, you'll know that I talk about the value of imperfection. And also I read a story about, you know, an idea. It's really about, you know, how do you go after what you want and how do you trust an idea? And a lot of the themes through the episodes are seem to relate to each other in that way. I want to talk about the process of taking an idea to fruition and the obstacles involved and how often or easy it is to want to give up and how do you keep going. I thought it'd be inspiring to have Sam Valentine back on and have the conversation with her about what this process has been like. So what inspired me for this episode is when I was thinking about this process and um, how challenging some moments have been and how, you know, I know nothing about recording and it's super clear that I know nothing about recording (laughs) and, um, you know, and just all the obstacles that I've had to face along the way with whether it's, you know, scheduling somebody and making the time to schedule something and, you know, just all the pitfalls, all the things that have, not pitfalls, but all the things that have happened along the way that I guess could be considered setbacks. But there are definitely things that could have stopped me from moving forward. There are moments that really, like, they kind of just knock you down a little bit. And I was thinking about just that whole process of, like, how do you pick yourself up and get yourself going again with the same thing and trying to figure out what direction to go to next so you don't make the same mistake or you know even the process of finding the person that could help you to move on to the next place and also if I'm bringing it back to the first episode on imperfection it challenges everything about any perfection that you have in your system it'll challenge that when you're starting a new idea or when you're trying to manifest something or you're starting to go after a dream because nothing is going to be perfect. A lot of things are going to happen along the way, and there's going to be a lot of challenges. The process of moving forward through those challenges has everything to do with accepting what it is and choosing to still stay on task and to still go after what it is that you want. Because no matter what the obstacle is, the real question you're asking yourself, no matter how frustrated you get, no matter what obstacles you face, the real question you're asking yourself is, do I want this? Do I want this? Do I want to be an actress? Do I want to do this podcast? Do I want to find a relationship? Do I want to get that job? Do I want to finish school? Do I want to lose weight? Whatever that goal is, that's what you're really asking yourself. And if the answer is yes, that you really, really do want it, whatever that is, then you've got to do whatever it takes to get it. You are going to stumble and fall, and there's going to be obstacles. However, you always have to keep asking yourself, do I want this? Like right now, for instance, as I'm saying, do I want this? I'm looking at this recording. I'm looking at the recording on my my, um, sound program, And something weird keeps happening. And it's only happening with me. So when we test it, it's not happening. When Sam does it, it doesn't happen. When anybody else uses this equipment, it doesn't happen. When I do it, it happens. It doesn't always happen. It's happening now. Anyway, so for instance, just to give you an example, (laughs) just the pitfalls. So I'm just going with it right now. So the perfectionist side of me, just so you can understand the the nano process that's happening is going, what the fuck is going on? Why is this only happening with me? 
And I have to get through this recording without that weird glitch thing happening. And how am I going to do that? Because it seems like it's only happening when it happens with me. So I'm having to pay attention. I'm having to watch it. I have to repeat myself a thousand times. So in case I have to edit it out. And Sam is sitting here next to me, like monitoring the recording to make sure that it doesn't get any worse or that, you know, to stop me when it happens. So that's kind of part of the process. And that's a little thing. But that is what happens. What I want to share is that everybody I know that has created something, even myself, has created something or manifested something. And I say this from my own experience and from pretty much every successful person I know. And I, and successful meaning that someone who has been successful in what they wanted to do. They never thought the road to getting what they want was going to be as hard as the road that they had to travel. When they get to where they want to be and they look back at the process, they think to themselves, thank God I did not know what this process would be like because there is no way that I would have been able to take all that information and all those possibilities and still say, yeah, I want to go for it. I'm still going to go for it because you just don't know what the journey is going to be and you don't know what's going to happen. There's a gift in not knowing. That's the beauty. So when you're going after what you want, you're going after your goal, there's a gift in not knowing what this process is going to be like because during the process, you're going to want to give up a lot. You're going to want to say, I don't know, is it worth it? Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not doing a good enough job. So in my own process, I mean, that's what's happened with me is, you know, I start telling people that I'm doing this and then they start telling me about all these fabulous podcasts that they listen to and how great they are and that I should listen to them. And at first, first take, I go, oh my God, thank you so much. That's great. And then I start thinking about how great these other people's podcasts are and how great they are and how successful they are. And obviously they've done the right things and they've done this great job. And then I start thinking the other side, the flip side for me goes, so I think, yes, I should listen to it and I will listen to it because I want to see how that's done. And then the flip side of it is like, oh my God, that's so good. I don't know if I could be that good. Maybe no one's going to listen to anything I have to say. Why am I even doing this? I mean, what, why did I want to do this again? Like, why is this important? You know, did I do I really want to do the podcast? I don't know. So I start having to question myself. I don't have to question myself. That's just what I do with it. And then I have to go back to the original question. So I could either give up, number one, or I go back to the original question. The original question is, do I want to do this? And I do. And what I told you guys, if you've listened to the first episode, you would know that I've committed to a certain amount of episodes. And so I'm going to do that. So the idea is, how do you keep on and not give up on your dreams when there's no tangible outcome. A question to ask would be, how do I keep on going after my dreams and not giving up when there's no tangible outcome in sight in attaining my goal? So how do you get over those hurdles without giving up on yourself? Because essentially that's what you're doing is giving up on yourself. You always have to go back to the question of do I want this? Do I want this? And if your answer is yes, then you do whatever it takes to get that. Whatever it takes. Not just what you want to do, but all the things that you don't want to do that come up when that you didn't expect, that things you hate doing, things you're not good at. There's going to be a million things that come up, and I promise you going through this process just in this process with the podcast that there's a million things that come up that I never thought I would have to encounter and I'm not good at, and I somehow have to deal with it because I have to go back to the question, the original question of do I want this? So I want this, so I have to take what comes with it. I have Sam Valentine here to talk with me and have a conversation about this idea because when we did the first episode together and she's been helping me along the way and we've had just a lot of things happen you know trial and error and different things she's also an actress so she knows very much about what it's like to go after what she wants and not get it 
and go on auditions and not get it and and all the things that she does in between to better herself and improve herself so she keeps going on after her goals. I'd like to introduce Sam Valentine, who is an actress, podcaster, blogger here in Los Angeles, California. She's here to have a conversation with me just about this process, about our process with doing this, about her process as an actress. And um, Sam, hi. Hi. It's been quite a show. (laughs) (laughs) This has been, this has been crazy. Crazy. It's, I mean. You know a little bit about this. I mean, this obviously was a podcast, (laughs) but you also know a little bit about it in your own life, right? Yeah, I mean, it's you almost can't even make a plan with, I mean, with acting especially. You can have goals, of course, but you can't really make a plan. So I think that's why I try to micromanage the rest of my stuff so much. <laughs> it's because it's like the stuff I can control, like when I work and when I don't and when I this and when I that. This podcast has been, which I was like, oh, I'll help her record and then I'll edit the episodes. It'll be super easy. <laughs> Not. (laughs) No. (laughs) I just don't think easy has really come in. The only thing easy was our, how we met. (laughs) Yeah. That was the easy part. That was the easiest part. Somehow that, so somehow we got called in to meet each other. That was the easiest part. And the rest of it just hasn't been easy. Um, It's been fun. Yeah. It's been challenging. It's been fun. I've learned a lot. I mean, (laughs) she says I'm a podcaster, but I literally, I've, I said in the first episode, my podcast is called Not According to Plan. And we've had, at this time, we have 36 episodes. Right. Um, and we knew nothing. When we started, we started recording uh, into my cell phone in small spaces. Like, that's how we started our podcast. We're like, we're just going to do it and then we'll figure it out. And now yeah, I have microphones and this and that and the other things. And I know like how iTunes puts things online and I have cover art and all this stuff. But I, I still, from helping you and trying to describe like how to edit and things like that, I'm like, oh, I still like know nothing, Jon Snow. Like <laughs> <laughs> such a base level of understanding. I just know enough to get by. And well, yet, you know. And nevertheless, you- she persisted. <laughs> Well, we've also had to figure it out together because we got, she thought she would just be helping me a little. I just thought she'd be helping me a little and then I'd be doing it on my own. It didn't, it really didn't seem like it'd be so complicated. Yeah. You know, or that there'd be so much to learn. And that's been a little shocking. So along the way, just so I can let you know, we've had um, two full episodes that we've had to throw away Mm -hmm. strictly because of sound, sound problems, which by the way, didn't show up until we went into editing. Yep. Right. And sitting right here and everything seemed fine. And then when you play it back, so that just two whole things that had to be thrown away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've learned. We've learned a lot about. I mean, there's different types of guests. There's some that have been uh, like the conversation has just flown and there's some like it just so smooth. And there's others who, you know, were so particular about their wording and wanted to like had so much of a point they wanted to get across that it. It was. It's harder to interview people. It's like it's like learning a whole new skill set, as well as technology, as well as completely. It's, it's also, a, time management. I mean, uh-huh. like the part I was most interested in was just me talking with people. That was like, oh, cool. Like that's what I want to do. I just want to have these conversations with people about these ideas, these things that are on my mind. That's the part I like. Well, that hour part of it. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> That minuscule that hour, part of podcasting. That is the smallest part of this whole process with each episode. Yeah. So you find out that, you know, then I'm finding out like, wow, like the fun part is only like, you know, maybe under an hour. And then the rest of it is not so fun. And like having but to learn you, all these things. You also like, so when we're recording this, just so everyone knows, the podcast hasn't been published yet. So you haven't had the ultimate fun part, which is listening to yourself on Apple podcasts or seeing yourself online in some capacity. Cause then it's like, Oh, that actually went somewhere. All that work that put in to make that 55 minute episode, those like six hours it took to make that 50, 45 minute episode. (laughs) Some podcasts more more than others. (laughs) Um, Yes. You see like when that is the more tangible side of this, that, 
because we're saving up seasons right. you haven't gotten to see yet. So I think that's going to be super rewarding to you. But in the theme of today's podcast, you are basically right now just doing the work. Just doing the no, work. Right. No and so, well, that's a really good point, Sam, is that I, I'm still in it. That's why we're talking about the process is that I haven't posted. The way I'm doing it, by the way, is I'm going to do it by seasons, 12 episode seasons, and then post once a week. For me, that's just the best way for me to schedule it because life gets in the way and I want to make sure that I'm able to be consistent and be relied upon if people want to listen and know when it's happening and that's how they'll know. And by the way, that was also part of the process in deciding. Um, So that also happened along the way. So I'm doing the podcast and you know, I'm also learning that everybody does it really differently. Everybody has their own style, their own way you know, how much they like to edit or not edit or if they even edit, you know, mm-hmm. and how long it takes. And they just have their whole process and how they, if they do it every week or all in one week or however they do it, everybody has their own thing. And I had to learn what my thing was and what was going to work best for me. And that was part of the process. But I could tell you six months ago or whatever, at the beginning, I could not have said to you, here's exactly how I want to do it. It was more like, here's what I'm committing to. So that's, all those details I'm learning along the way, like what works best for me, like, and, you know, and finding out just how long really each one takes to do, um, the not fun part. And then, so the other, the other point I want to say, and you have that other side because you've already, what, 30, you said 32 episodes? 36. 36. Yeah. So you have that and you have it up. So you've had things go to completion. Mm -hmm. So you know what the other side of it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So you have that right and that you could tell somebody else or which tell me. can be you know a double-edged sword because it is extremely fulfilling in so many ways to see something you did like we we have never made a dime off our podcast and that's right. not the goal we just wanted a creative outlet right and it's so fun in that aspect so if anyone's considering doing something like that and they just want an outlet it is free broadcasting it it's is fun. it's incredible um But the other side of that same coin is once you start publishing episodes, you have people who are listening to them, which is incredible. Having listeners is so, so exciting. Like someone wants to listen to my voice. Like, why? Cool. Let me, I wish I could give you money. And, and at the same time though. Like, did my mom pay you? (laughs) Oh, my mom is my biggest fan. Trust me. Uh, She, she listens every podcast first thing. But that being said, having listeners then, they expect every week exactly. for that podcast to come exactly. out. Like Wednesday mornings, they wake up, there should be a new episode in their folder or whatever right. day it is. Right. And so that pressure to have it done in a timely manner every week is a whole nother side of this. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. And who knows how it's going to go? I mean, that's the other thing is I don't know. I have no idea what the structure will be for next season or how I'm going to do it or if I'll just do the same way or we'll we'll do it. But I'll, I'll get there when I get there. You don't know. But you made a very good step, I think, when you decided this is what I want to do and I'm giving it this amount of time. It was like you took this big overarching idea and you broke it into like attainable chunks, right. which I think is a huge takeaway from this for sure because – it's just the idea of producing a podcast in general seems really overwhelming. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to talk to like 10 to 12 people and record it, it like it makes it a little more doable. I mean, it's not just about the podcast. This I think this goes across the board with it, whatever it is that you're doing. And when you're it's just like you learn in, if you're in college or, you know, and you have to write a term paper, you know, and you have four term papers to write. Some of you might be starting the night before, <laughs> but <laughs> assuming that you know, you kind of go like, how am I going to break this down? Even your first thing in learning to write a term paper is a five paragraph essay, right? So it basically breaks it down. It is really important to like, look at your goal, look at the overall picture, and then you're going to break it down into big chunks because you can only see kind of big chunks when you're starting with any new project, whatever that project is. And then, but what you find when you go into it, and there's like new big chunks that arise and then <laughs> that are really confusing and complicated. And then you have to like, it's good to take those, I guess to take those pieces and break them down, go on from there. And, and the more you break it down, 
the more successful you'll be. And even the sound, some of the sound things that we've had, you know, we've tried to keep correcting them and fixing, you know, we've done some different things and we've tried every episode, something new has been tried for this like one situation, (laughs) just so you know, and we're still somehow having it. It's all new equipment. So there's nothing wrong with our equipment. So technically we're not doing anything to make it happen. However, it is happening. Where we're at from now is we've decided that we need to consult with someone who really might know what they're doing when it comes professional like a sound (laughs) professional so they could take a look at it and tell us and you know it's could we do it without checking in and doing it yeah we could do it but it's gotten to the point well the first the first so many episodes it it was fine right because that wasn't our top idea that wasn't the main thing in our focus and now as we're getting through it and certain things what happens is as certain things become easier in your planning and in your going after what you want and tasking what you want other things come you know as they become easier some other things start to show up you know so that's where we're at but I mean you know it too firsthand as an actress I mean you how many auditions do you go on you know how many how many how many gigs do you get before you know out of how many auditions does it take to generally get one thing I mean God, it feels like it's like one for every like 100. <laughs> right. It one, feels like that. One for every 100 auditions. Yeah, I think right? the, the actual percentage is lower than that. You mean in the general speaking. for actors? In the general, yeah, for the general public. But I think it's something like one in 100 auditions. One in 100 auditions. And that's if, if you get an audition every week. Right. So that could be, I mean, you could go... There was like two years ago, I went a full year without booking an acting job. And I was like, what am I doing? Right. Right. So that's a good. So how did you keep going? Because that's the thing is like at that point, I know tons of actors. Right. And, you know, the ones that are, you know, and ironically, the ones that are very successful still worry if they're going to ever work again. So it seems like that feeling doesn't seem to go away. So just so you know, if you're listening out there. It, that feeling doesn't really go away. It might get a little quieter. It might take a little longer to come up, you know, because, you know, maybe you have to do three auditions for that one thing or whatever. Um, but it still comes up for people. And, you know, I mean, how did you, what do you tell yourself? Because at most times the people at that point just like think, you know, what am I, what am I doing wrong? What, maybe it's time to have that backup plan like my parents told me. You know, do I go back to school? Do I have to go take a real job? Like what, like, what do I do? (laughs) But what it's, and so what do you do? Because like, I know for me, I had to keep asking myself, what do I want? Like, I mean, there are times I literally felt like crying. I think I did start crying one time because this, I just couldn't believe it. Like we worked so hard on this one thing and it's like, we had to throw the whole thing away. Yeah. The whole thing, just trash it. And we tried, I mean, hours and hours to fix this one thing and we just, we just had to throw it away and it's a lot of work and especially when you're already teetering on am I going to be able to do this because as much as I want to do it I'm like can I do this am I going to finish I hope I do finish this so you're asking yourself all those questions and then how do you keep on well in that really quiet span (laughs) that I had a couple years ago I I had to I mean it was it's a lot of self-reflection which I think a lot of acting the, that particular career of entertainment at whole, whether it's music or whatever, yeah, a creative, lot of, yeah, creative things. a lot of creative work is done f- considering that a lot of creative people like uh, to talk to other people and get ideas around other people. It's a really lonely process mm-hmm. in that you're given, for example, in acting, you're given an audition, you get a couple pages of sides, like the uh, audition piece you're going to do. You usually prepare it alone and or maybe you have a friend who rehearses with you or you have a coach or something. So you do a lot of that work alone and then you're alone on the way to your audition. You're alone waiting in the waiting room for audition because you're surrounded by people who are your competition. So you don't really want to like, it's not like an engaging atmosphere and you go into the room and you're the only person standing and the whole table of people are sitting behind a camera. Right. And then you get back in your car and you're alone and then you're asked to just forget about all the work you just did and wash your hands of it because it's like an 80% chance you'll never hear of that project ever again. Right. So 
it's in that lonely process you have it's very isolating yes and it's really easy to feel really lonely and so you have to do it's like a lot of self-reflection to like decide is this is this me is this how I will see myself going and along with the fact like do I still want this like you were saying is such a huge question and what am I willing to do to get to that point exactly like there's uh did you ever read big magic that Elizabeth Gilbert book. I did read that book. It was yeah, good. It was good. She had a chapter in there. She calls it the shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, what like, what shit sandwich are you willing to eat to yes, get where you want to exactly. go? And it was like, am I willing to put up with a couple more years of this radio silence if it means at some point in time I'll get to my goal? Right. And to me, the answer without even thinking was always yes. So well, it's not only the radio silence, it's it's the what else do you have to do to continue going after that goal? Yeah. So right? it's having I mean, it's you, keeping your life together outside of the acting world. Right. But also, together. like, I mean, what you did and a lot of a lot of actors do that seem to be able to keep on is like you also continue your acting classes and mm-hmm. you keep like. It's like, a, I mean, it's like, it's like working out your muscles. Like exactly. you can't, yeah. just because no one's paying you to do it doesn't right. mean you should stop doing it. In fact, you should do it more and harder because that way when the call does come two weeks from now, two years from now, then you're ready to answer. Cause then yeah. it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like an athlete just taking a break and then all of a sudden the Olympics call. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, you know what? I love that. And I think you're right. It's like living like an athlete. Like yeah. you still train, you still work hard, you still eat healthy, you still do all the things you have to do because you don't know when you're going to be needed to do that activity. Like you said, and I think that mentality can work for pretty much anyone. Like if you think anyone. of your goals, whether in your career or family or whatever, as in an athlete mentality, you you know would start with like a total immersion when one way or another and right. then you would you would have some type of coach and you exactly. would have some type of consistency and you would take care of yourself so that you can do whatever it is you need to do properly whatever that means for you whether it's you know if your goal is to like have a family well you have to take care of yourself in order to that saying you can't pour from an empty cup and so if you're exactly. in the acting world you have to be especially I'm like an ingenue type right now in my age range so I have to be fit and healthy and take care of myself. I can't just go party and like ignore. And I have to have money to do all those things. <laughs> so I have to keep up. And that being said, I think your life outside of your career goals and stuff like or that. Or any goal. Any, any goal. goal. There has to be more to you than just that, whatever that one goal is. Like yeah. even if you're dying to find your soulmate, you have to have a whole other life. You have to have a lot of life happening. Even if you want to you know, get that job. You still have to focus on your life. And, and I, and I like what you were saying. I think it's important. And I like what you were saying too, about how isolating it is, because I do think that you're right. Most creative endeavors are alone. And I actually, I mean, existentially, like we're always alone, right? And we're always doing things on our, it was kind of deep, but you know, we're always doing things kind of alone. Like even if you have a family or a husband or a girlfriend or or best friends, whatever your situation, a great family, it doesn't matter. You know, when you go to that job interview, like nobody comes with you, like you're in there alone. And, and if you they have do, to, it seems, it would seem really weird. It'd be super <laughs> weird. Very, and you probably wouldn't get hired if you bring your mom or dad <laughs> to the interview, but you could always try. You could, you could, <laughs> I could say, I just can't be alone. Oh. Uh, maybe get a service dog, but that'd be weird too. Like, yeah. I guess <laughs> I'd go dog before family. <laughs> And who knows what your parents would say. Oh, God. <laughs> You'd be like, you should see pictures of her when she was five. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? But I, do, I, but I do think that existentially, we are really alone. When you are, here's the thing. I mean, I'm get, I am going to take it. I'm going to run with this. Okay. It's like, the truth is, is that when you have an idea or a goal that you're going after, that is so important to you, it's very, very personal and there is no one, no one that is going to understand all the way what that means for you and all the dimensions and all the layers of really what that means to you. So even if you have a ton of support, you are really alone in your personal internal journey when you're going after something you want. 
And you could ask for all the support you want and you could, you could have all the support on the planet, but internally, whatever you're going to be facing in yourself, nobody else could face with you. That's really you. So like when you don't get the auditions and nobody, you know, you get no calls for that year, Mm -hmm. you know, you were having to look at you. Like you said, you had to go inside yourself or when all this stuff goes wrong, I really suck with any technology (laughs) and I had to look at also going like, you know, is this even possible? Like, obviously I'm so bad at this. I don't think I could do it. All the self doubts. I had to look at myself and how I doubt my own self and my own abilities in lots of different places. And I'm alone in that. And I could tell a friend and say, man, I'm really struggling with this. And you know, is it worth it? Is it this? Is it that? And it's like, and they can say, of course it is. And they can give me the, they can, you know, uh, cheerlead give me. Give me a little pep talk. They can give me a pep talk and they could cheerlead me. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, do you want it? And then are you willing to get it? Are you willing to, what do you call it? The, the, the shit sh- sandwich. The, yeah. <laughs> what, what shit sandwich will you eat? Do you have the courage to face your own internal demons or, you know, in the psychology world, your shadows? And I think what people think they can handle and what they want to handle and what they actually can handle are three different things. That's true. (laughs) Talk more about that. Because I think, well, when faced with the adversity of anything, before it happens, just me me sitting here talking to him like, yeah, I'll do anything for my acting career. I can say that all day long. But if I'm presented with an opportunity that is uncomfortable or that I'm not okay with or someone asked me to do something that doesn't fit with my morals or something like that that's that's not something I'm going to do but then if you're faced with something like can you leave the country for a year and film and leave everything you know and like like my family is like my boyfriend and my two dogs can you leave all of that behind for a year can can you do that and it's would like, you do that? Would you do that? Right. And it's like I can push myself to do a lot more than I know I'm than I than I think I want to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, you can use it. You can push yourself to do a lot more than you think you can. Like Pretty before much, it yeah. happens, you think? Yeah, and I think I. Are you when, saying like before it happens? Well, yeah. When when you're finally faced with something, like when it actually happens, too. I always think. Oh, like it feels like you wouldn't be able totally to do different. it. But yeah. When you face it and make the choice to do it, you're and then actually you look are back able on to it. do it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you look back on it. and You're like, like you said, if you would have known that you know point A would lead to like point D over here, would you have taken that path anyway? No, but you're so glad you did. Like so I, glad. yeah. When I moved to LA, I didn't think. I mean, I've been. I've been very lucky. I've been working pretty steadily for the past three-ish years, but I've been here six and a half mm-hmm. working my butt off. Mm-hmm. So I think I still would have done this regardless because I, there's nothing else I wish to do. But I just wonder if I would have told myself, you know, when I was 18, when I was deciding to study theater in college, hey, guess what? Like, you're not going to professionally work as an actor probably pretty steadily until you're 30. I would have been like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Totally. (laughs) But 30 also sounds really old to an (laughs) (laughs) 18-year-old. So old. So old. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a different game. It doesn't sound old in my age bracket. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound old to me either. Now it's like a whole new, it's a whole new ball game. But... That being said, in terms of like this podcast, which is this was kind of a side project for you. Like it was almost like it it was a creative outlet you needed to start. You needed to do your thing Mm -hmm. and you wanted to do it. But I feel like it's become much more than that. Even in the few episodes that we've recorded so far, I feel like you've learned so much and you've talked to so many interesting people that like this is more you would have not continued this if this wasn't did become more important to you because of the stuff you've gone through. Absolutely. And that's a really good point. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. It's super fun. It's super rewarding. I am having so much fun talking with people and having these conversations. And I really feel like I love that part of it. Mm -hmm. And every time I speak with somebody, I get inspired, which I hope other people get inspired (laughs) because I, I get inspired by the people I speak with. 
I find so much value in it. It's so interesting to me to have these conversations. And every time I do another podcast with someone, it validates how much I like this and also gives my yes a stronger yes when I say, do I want to do this? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like, I'm not thinking about the money. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm like literally at the point where I go, I hope somebody listens to it besides <laughs> my family like, I hope, and my best friends, right? And, right. and I'm like, even if I like my big network of all my friends, like my, you know, whatever, my 7,000 friends that I hardly ever talk to, you know, on Facebook or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, even if all, even if there was a little pocket, even if a hundred people listened to it out of courtesy for me, it's like, I mean, will anybody else listen to it? It's like, and I don't, and I'm part of me doesn't even care. It's like, and I didn't care starting off because it came, the, the goal came from a different place in me. The desire the desire to do this came from a place of wanting to help people and inspire people and be having an outlet where I can do, I can inspire more people than I can, like in my office, one-on-one working with somebody or in a workshop or a retreat. That was my inspiration. And like you said, you're absolutely right, is that it has brought so much more to me. And each one I learn from and each one makes it more exciting and brings more layers to it so yeah when I get faced with something really difficult and really challenging like you know if a normal episode takes a few hours to edit (laughs) you know and you kind of know that and then you have another episode that might take 10 hours (laughs) and still not seem finished it's like you know you go like wow and by the way when I say edit I'm acting as if like oh yeah edit Ooh, yeah, easy. It's like, you know, and learning how to edit and learning how to do that. It's like, there's so, that just becomes, I guess, part of the shit sandwich if I use that. (laughs) Who's that from? Elizabeth Gilbert? Elizabeth Gilbert, yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, I have to revisit that book. That was a long time ago. Yeah, if, what do I have to do to do it? And when I ask, when I get frustrated or like, oh, I don't want to do that or I don't want to do that thing because I just don't like it. I'm just like, well, you know, am I going to just stop? the podcast right now am I going to call Sam and say like oh I'm just I'm done I'm just not going to do anymore you know or am I going to just keep going and it's like the idea of stopping just sounds absolutely ridiculous at this point yeah because it's really personal and that's what I mean it's like this is such a personal project for me and nobody's telling me to do it or making me do it and nobody's promising me anything on the other end of it it's like literally just for me so like the only person I'm checking in with is myself and myself is kind of psycho because it's like you want to like you know I want to do it I'm frustrated I want to give up I don't think I'm good enough you know I get faced my insecurities come up about comparing myself to others which is also like a deadly thing to do but so easy to do I mean don't you do that I mean oh god I'm hello nonstop. yeah yeah (laughs) so it's been staying I'm trying to remind myself to stay in my own lane a lot But let me ask you a question because our first episode together was all about the pursuit of perfection and... Well, the value of imperfection. Yes, and the value of imperfection. I want to give you my own little tidbit after your answer, (laughs) but how do you feel like you have done on this journey trying not to be perfect? (laughs) 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 Let me just take the reins here for a sec, Dory. (laughs) Well, I could say that um, well, my first, my, my first thought, if I have to be totally honest, and I've promised myself I'd be as vulnerable as I can be on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, is I thought, what, you know, I wasn't trying to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Oh, wait, I forgot about that. Yes, that's true. That's true. That is all true, actually. You know what? It's been, it's been a really amazing learning process and growing process for me because, my tendency is because my tendency is so much to do it perfectly. And what I mean by perfect, it would be like there's a difference between perfect of what you think it's supposed to look like and what's perfect for you. And when I think about what's perfect for what it's supposed to look like, you know, I would have things like really outlined and detailed and, you know, and maybe scripted. You kind of think of like, or barely, you know, kind of thing. And, like lots of plans and you know maybe I would have taken a course on 
uh, you know, a recording program <laughs> or just hired a recording. You know, I would have done things. So things would have my ex, my, my, uh, outcomes could have matched my expectation of perfection. Mm-hmm. So the value of this for me is that there's nothing, I can't do anything perfect because I, I, I don't, I really don't know how like it's So that's been so freeing for me. So I've made a lot of mistakes and, and it's been good because I, like, I kind of just laugh at myself. It's been freeing. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, I go like, that's pretty funny or wow, that's, pretty messed up or (laughs) that's going to be pretty stressful or what do I do about that and gone down the other road of judging myself criticizing myself self-doubting being insecure all that kind of stuff comparing myself all that stuff so it's all come up it doesn't I can't hide from that part of me that's been my shadow on my on my individual road on my personal journey to this goal you know that's been that's my that's my that's the pieces that come up in this in the dark spaces and the places where nobody really could join me other than being support and what I mean about the what you want it to be or what you are is the other value is kind of realizing like just I I have to trust myself and just do what feels right to me and do it my style and that also might not be right. And I could be doing everything wrong and nothing. It, I don't know. But it doesn't really ma- it, it doesn't matter. There's, how do I even say this? If I, there's nobody to please. There's nobody to reach. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's sort of like, I just get to do me. This is me. And so with that, there's a le- there's a vulnerability in putting myself out there as me the way that I am completely imperfect making mistakes at the same time through the whole process hopefully doing the mission and the intention and the goal of what I want to do by inspiring people so yeah. I hope that answers your question I think it does well I was just thinking about how when we recorded that first episode we went back in and edited it together and it was like one of the first times we did that and <laughs> it when you edited that episode versus editing together uh, an episode last week it, it very different do we have to talk about that episode? so different I yeah. feel like you well if you th- I don't know if you noticed this so the first time we edited you First of all, the first thing out of everyone's mouth when they hear their voices is like, oh, I hate myself. I hate my I, my, my, voice my voice on a recording. Yeah, yeah. And every time you listen to a recording of yourself first, you're like, ugh, ugh, ugh. It doesn't even phase you anymore. It doesn't even phase me. It doesn't phase you anymore. I don't even notice it. Which that in and of itself I don't even is a huge it. victory. Yeah. And you're also, I feel like, not as as judgmental of the word choices you use. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you don't want to cut as much. Because now you'll listen... The first time we did it, you would listen. You're like, I want to take out like this, um, and this, uh, and this, 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 and that. And now, like last week, you're like, oh, that sounds conversational. Let's keep going. Right. And I was like, and it just made me think, we've come really far, Mm -hmm. and you've come really far. Mm -hmm. And I think that you, whether or not you noticed it, I think you really have stuck with your goal of kind of letting go and giving into the process and just letting this be whatever it becomes yeah, while still for having noticing your spin that. on thank it. you yeah well it's been you've been very helpful <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for saying that yeah that is that's really true like now I really don't care about my voice I really don't care about not that I don't care but I don't well, you've developed your own style. I develop, yeah. Okay. So, so everything you do kind of goes with your style already. So you don't have to try. You don't have to push. You don't have to like extra polish anything because we have, now it's just you. That's the obstacle that got in my way. And I could tell you as being a perfectionist and anybody out there knows this, if you have this tendency is that in my past, I could have gotten hung up on you know, whatever, spending way more time than I need to editing that, or maybe it wouldn't even be good enough. And then I wouldn't even like it after said it. And maybe I have to do it again and again and again. And then by the time I did it like five times, I'd be like, forget this. It's like, (laughs) there's no satisfaction in this. I hate this whole process. I'm done. And you know, this, so that, that this has been this process. And that's why I want to let you all in on what this process is. Sam and I decided to do this 
because there's the value to it. And you're right. I don't care about my voice and some of the other choices. And, you know, it's the content that's what's important. And what's been really cool is, like, a lot of people want to talk to me. Like, they want to, like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they want to talk. They want to, they're an interesting, really interesting people. And they want to have the conversation. And, and I feel super honored because, people are very honest with me they seem very honest and authentic and it's what I want to inspire people to be in it and I'm getting the experience with the people that I'm talking to it's a gift to me and it's kind of what psychs me every every time I do it yeah I think that's also why this episode is important too because what people are going to get along the way up until this point are relatively polished episodes. Mm -hmm. Like they might not all have incredible sound quality. Sorry guys, I don't really know how to record over Skype. Me neither. (laughs) We've learned, but we haven't learned that much. Um, Yeah, and a lot of these are remote. I mean, a lot of these we're doing. Yes, it has its own set of challenges. But what people are going to get is a concise hour-long episode with an opening and ending. Uh, It's going to be more or less a polished slice episode. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't see is all the stuff we took out, all the, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then you're like, let's get real. And so now people, I think this episode that we're doing right now is important because now people can hear you being extremely real and extremely vulnerable and saying the true, like, behind the scenes of (laughs) what it's actually like. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I remember on, um, who was it, Christian, uh, on his episode, like literally we're talking or in something super intense and I'm at his temple where he does all his retreats and all his stuff. And it's like super peaceful and serene. And we're in this like major moment and someone just starts laying on a horn, like so loud, like, and we're just like, what? And then we had like stopped us in our tracks, stopped our thought, you know, stopped everything. And then you're kind of like, what? And then we're waiting, we're waiting. And you think it's going to go like let up and like, two seconds or something like it's just an angry driver and by the way there's like the properties are big so the fact that somebody's like honking on their horn for that long it was strange like the way the streets work they're like big wide streets it just it like sounded like it was like in your backyard but it <laughs> you know it was far and uh you know you have to like collect yourself and get in and you have that happen and that happens all the time I mean we're not in a controlled environment I'm not in a sound studio by the way you guys I'm not in a sound studio Right now we're in my office in Los Angeles, which is the closest thing to a sound studio. It's like, it's actually it's pretty, pretty quiet. quiet yeah. Considering we're off Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I've done on location, you know, it's just completely uncontrolled. Uh, yeah. And you just roll with it, I guess. You just roll with it. You're right. The, the moments that you look forward to are a lot fewer <laughs> than the moments <laughs> that you get to experience a lot of the times. And in all, in life and everything and parenting and working and relationships. And I have found it really beneficial. One way to look at your life is to look at it like a life in training, always preparing for the event, for whatever that main event is and not knowing when that event's going to happen. I mean, a good way to compare it, you know, when you're going after your goals or thinking about it is, you know, if you think of a basketball player, you know, the one thing they're looking forward to is playing that game and winning the game. However, the amount of training that those guys have to do is insane every day, all the time, you know, hours and hours and preparing to play that one game. That's a couple hours and they'll put all that time and energy into it and how they eat possibly do meditation depending who their coach is yeah (laughs) um you know and how much sleep they get and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do because also what comes with being an actor or an athlete is you know you're on the hook with whatever you're doing so you you also have to modify your life a lot yeah there's lots of things that you're contracted not not to be able to do basically you're having to do a lot of things that are not fun that are really hard, that are super challenging, where you're getting pushed in every single place, if you're really training right for an event, it's challenging. It's challenging. If you want what you want, and you wanna go after that goal, 
then you've got to train for it. And you've got to work hard and you've got to overcome those challenges. And it's no different in life. Those main events or those, those good moments that come even in life, whatever those mean to you, those good moments, those wins or those moments that kind of make it worth it, fall far, few and far between all the moments that it takes up to, takes to get that. You know, just thinking of like, if you're on the five day work week and then you get the two days of weekend, you know, however you want to look at it. You know, you have a baby and you have sleepless nights and one day your child sleeps through the night. It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a lot of work for small wins, but those wins mean something and it takes something to get there. I know for myself, I have to think of it like training or a process. I have the big picture in mind, but there's training and preparing myself and being ready for what is next. Yeah. And then what is next is not always known. Along the way, when the times get challenging or I start having my self-doubts, like feeling like a loser, feeling insecure, Sell, like uh, everyone else is doing this right except you. Everybody else. <laughs> yeah, everybody. You know, and by the way, everybody. It's not like when you're in that place. And yeah, I get here. I know people seem to not think that I get there, but oh, I do. Yeah. And when I feel like it's everybody, it's everybody. It's the homeless person on the street is better off than I am. In that moment when I'm feeling like beating myself up and deciding that, you know, I'm not good enough or all my self-doubt stuff is coming up. And if you don't have that, you're super lucky. And I'm super happy for you because you <laughs> won't have to work through as much as I have to work through. But, you know, me and a lot of people, when that stuff comes up, it, it you know, it, it you also end up feeling isolated. So I guess like even bringing it full circle, mm-hmm. not only are you, are you really existentially isolated in your pursuit of this goal, with all the emotions and feelings and things that come up. But when you're faced with all this stuff, you're also alone. Yeah. And when, and then you not only most people. So again, those of you who don't, that's great. I'd like to hear your secrets, but most people, when they begin to feel, when they feel isolated on their pursuit, and then they feel alone and then they start thinking everybody is better off than they are or whatever their story is. That's also very isolating because when you start to feel bad about yourself and you start to self doubt yourself and you start to go down that road of loser victim, um, you know, it'll never work. Uh, just not good enough. Anything that falls under that category it also puts you in a place where you're very alone because there's really most people feel too ashamed to admit that they're even feeling that way. So then they even isolate more. And instead of reaching out and going, oh, my God, I'm feeling like such a loser. I'm feeling so insecure. I'm feeling like, do I really think that, you know, acting is good for me? Do I really think doing this project is good for me or going after this is the right thing? Instead of really talking about it and putting it out there, they're internalizing it. And they're feeling worse about themselves and they're even more isolated. So you become isolated on your journey, isolated in your feelings, isolated because of your shame. And what you need to know is that it's super normal. And I really haven't met a person that hasn't experienced it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what do you do when you feel that way? Like, how have you got, have you found a way to get out of like, let's say the funk or you know, have, when you find yourself, I'm assuming you have found yourself in that place, right? Yeah, like are you, are you days. one of the few people that haven't? <laughs> nope. I am not on that very, okay. very short list. Um, <laughs> but so, so that's good. So Sam is normal. Real. She's, she's, she's real and normal. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, when you find yourself there, it's, I mean, it sucks. It actually just really sucks. Like, let's just start with that. There is nothing about it that is joyful or great. It just kind of sucks. I think admitting that it sucks and that you're in that place is the first, it's like AA, admitting that the problem <laughs> is the first step. You do that, you can't, because there's so many people who 
one of my biggest pet peeves is people who are like, everything's fine all the time. Like, life is so amazing. Everything's positive. Like, you could have been born a tree. So life is beautiful. La, la, la. And I'm like, that's great. But also, (laughs) I can't pay my rent. So (laughs) let's touch on that. Right, right. Uh, So to me... And you have nothing to compare it on because you don't remember if you would have wore a tree. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember being, you know... Uh, anything else but this so this is where I'm at exactly you have to shit does kind of suck sometimes and knowing number one that you're not alone I think is one of the biggest things and I also think that having like I, I mentioned earlier having your life outside of this particular career goal or project or something is important not just because it makes you a more interesting person and it makes you a better human mm-hmm. but because then when times come up like this it's not as debilitating because, you know, I haven't had an audition in a couple of weeks or months or years for some people. But, you know, I have a really good relationship with my boyfriend and I love my dogs. You know what I mean? So there, so it's not Well, and you're just, doing all these other things to stay afloat. You're not relying on getting that acting job. Yes. And I think. To, to make it. You're like being realistic about it. And you're saying like that's. Yeah. And right. having that realistic view because I have six or seven jobs. And you know, because you're trying to nail me down to meet. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm doing this. And then I'm doing that. And then, but I can see you next Tuesday from three to four. <laughs> right. Well, you're hustling, right? Yeah. And that's what you got to do. You're doing whatever it takes. I mean, do you feel comfortable sharing like how sure. many things it's like, just say, I want people to get an idea because you could go after your goal. There's nothing wrong. Go after your goal, whatever and you want to do. pieces of my goal so far too. For sure. Like I've had some awesome credits. I've done some really cool stuff. I have a, a really good management team behind me. And I, in the grand scheme of things, I'm doing really well. Right. But to supplement that and to pay the bills, I'll, I'll tell you, I, um, I walk dogs. I have two to three different pretty steady clients every week. Um, I babysit. I train kids. Like I work out with kids. I help you with the podcast. And I have a couple other jobs that I do from home also. Mm-hmm. So all in all, I got like five, six, seven jobs a week, depending on the thing. And sometimes I'm working them all in one day. Right. And in between those, I, you know, I don't have kids like you do, but I have two dogs right. and we live in an apartment. So I have to walk them every right. three to four hours. My boyfriend works full time as a trainer. So between the two of us, we always just have to make everything work in some capacity or another. So there are days that are from this to this to that to that and then I'll get you know a small like I, I got a small print job last week and so I had to drive to Mission Viejo at nine o'clock in the morning which is about two hours away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then work there for three hours and then drive back and then walk three dogs and then go straight to babysitting and then come home and then I had to edit my podcast and have it up for the next day right and so by the time I hit the sheets at midnight I hadn't sat like more than sitting in my car I hadn't stopped moving since I got up and got left the yeah, house, and at almost every day is like that for you. Yes, in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thanks for being so honest about yeah. it because I think that is what people need to hear is that you know you could go after your goal. You know, you want to be a rock star. You want to manage a store, be a fireman, be an actress, be start a podcast, whatever it is that you want to do. It doesn't matter. Get that job at. Starbucks, whatever it is, yeah, it's like whatever you want to do and whatever your dream is, then you go after that. You don't you hold that in mind and you don't stop, but you also have to be realistic about what it's going to take. And you you don't you know like you said, I've got to pay my rent, I've got to pay my expenses, I got to pay my acting coach, I've got to do all these things. And in order to do all those things to go after those dreams, you have to create all these jobs or you have to create this income and you have to do that well Um, that that being said though I've also been doing this for long enough the 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 massive amounts of jobs or piecing them together over time that this is one of the ways that I can keep myself from falling into that deep hole is that I have made myself a lot of things that I enjoy doing mm -hmm. which is very important if you're going to have a lot of work to do to get where you need to go 
you can't be working for the weekend 24 7 365 like you have to I love walking dogs it's exercise I'm outdoors I don't even have to talk to humans I listen to books on tape (laughs) I just play with the dogs I walk it's great I love working out with kids because I learn new things I get to work out too I'm very active if you can't tell but I and the families I do babysit for right now I've been with for years and I Mm -hmm. love those kids and I've watched them grow up well so I've accumulated those things right and you've also created in in that madness which you need because at the you know right now you could get you could have you could be booked all night and if you get a call right now for an audition you have to stop what you're doing and go to that audition to cancel all so my jobs at a moment's everything. notice exactly yeah. so every single thing is set up for you to be able to go after your goal yes. you know it supports you financially it's a, everybody you work with and work for is understands mm-hmm. what your goal is and supports that and understands that situation and so Which you've created took- that but it took, you know, however, it took this six years to get to but this you point did it. where and I, I did it. And I think yes. when people are listening, okay, everybody listening, it <laughs> takes time to figure out your style and what you need. But you, here's the thing, you want to be, you want to be a rock star. And I'm just going to use rock star because, but that could be anything. You mm-hmm. could, that could be an accountant. I don't want to like just focus on industry, film, you know, television, music industry stuff. But it's like, you know, let's just say as for example, you want to be a rock star and you go, I play in my garage every day and I write songs and I do this and I have a band and, and you go, great. You're probably super talented, you know, and, and maybe you'll make it big someday. And that's awesome. But that's not going to pay your rent. That's not going to take care of you. That's not going to take care of your family. If you have a family, that's really not going to help you do that like what else are you doing it's like yeah do that but what are you gonna what else are you gonna do and how are you gonna do like the hustle and then be able to take the pieces of your dreams that come as you go as you go (laughs) and hopefully and hopefully they will come and you'll love those moments when they're happening and then you got to dive back into everything that you've got to do to allow those things to happen and hopefully one day the things that you wanted are happening more than the things that you don't want to be doing, yeah. you know? And that's when the magic happens, right? But in the meanwhile, <laughs> you're in training and you're in this process. I love that. I love calling it training. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a huge part of how I can stay positive in these overly whelming negative situations right a lot of the time and that and you know having the jobs that I have making them work for me keeping myself happy in a real life situation and having my own creative outlet so that I can do the thing I want to do regardless of whether someone's hiring me to do it or not so I have um the one broke actress website right that I created and do all by myself and I'm starting a podcast for it too and it's like it's becoming its own creative outlet for me. So I don't have to wait for someone to give me something creative to do. I am doing it myself. And some people have YouTube channels and they, people have like Instagrams. It's all of them making videos. And right. it's just, it's having something that is your own. So for example, that rock star who, whatever the that thing is to that person, you have to have your own little piece of that that you do on your own as a part of your training. Right. Well, a part of you, a part of it that brings joy to you as well. Yeah. You know, like even, you know, honestly, too, it's like even if you're an athlete, somebody playing basketball or somebody who teaches a spinning class or somebody who is a soccer player, that's not all they're doing. They're not only doing that one sport or that one activity. I mean, oftentimes they do that because that's what they do because they're that's their thing that they do. Mm -hmm. And then they're off doing something else is training or they're you know, they're diversifying the things that they're doing in their fitness world. Yeah. You know, and it's not just all about that one thing. And so it's important to do that. Yeah. I agree. Sam, I think this was great. And I really hope that the listeners takeaway is that, you know, go after your goal. Know there's going to be struggles, be realistic do everything you have to do to get there, but take care of yourself and know there's going to be obstacles and really don't isolate yourself. Whatever you do, do not isolate because that seems to be the big killer. Like if we're both talking about this, it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really the big killer of it. Straight out, you're alone in it. You know, you don't have to ask yourself, you don't have to even 
discuss that with yourself. <laughs> you are alone in it. It is a personal project. It's a personal intention. So in the rest of everything, get support, get people involved, go to some, go to a therapist, go to, go to a friend that you trust, go to a family member that you trust that you could just share your insecurities with, or that somebody could give you feedback on. And one of the best ways to counter those feelings of isolation or those dark places that you find yourself in, in isolation is to keep going after what you want. And just to take an action. And by taking an action, you kind of prove to yourself that the thing that you're thinking about isn't true. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You're turning it around. <laughs> yeah. So keep on, everybody. Thank you so much, Sam, for having this conversation with me. I think it was really eye-opening. will inspire a lot of people. And hopefully they're going to understand just some of what it takes. I mean, this is just some of what we're expressing in less than an hour of what it really takes to, you know, without doing like a sad, the sad blog every day of the moment to moment (laughs) play by play. Nobody wants to read that. Nobody wants to read that. Um, But I think it gives people a good idea. And so when they're struggling to know that that's totally normal and, and I hope that we normalized it for people yeah. for them to know that that this is just normal and that's just part of the process and it's just about finding your way and getting it and at the end of the day always go back to do I want this do I want this and if your answer is yes then you just got to do what it takes I agree thank you for listening to this week's episode of slice with Sam Valentine This week, there'll be no afterthoughts because this whole episode was really about our afterthoughts, our, our thoughts of what, where we've gotten so far, Sam and I, and we hope you'll stay tuned for next week's episode. Ciao for now.